And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, we're heading into the future. Some might say, back to the future. But we've never been to the future before. I think this is the first time The Simpsons has ever traveled into the future. Well, I wouldn't say they traveled to the future. <laughs> okay, talk yes, about is, the future. But yes, this is the first uh, future episode The Simpsons have done in their first six seasons. So, yeah. so that's something special. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I uh, I always like these episodes just because they're like uh, predictors <laughs> daydream. Like they're like, oh my god, The Simpsons are about to predict the future. Let's, and I will let's see how they do. I will say too. Now I don't remember the well. I remember the circumstances for a, a certain uh, celebrity voice guess for a future uh, episode in season seven. But we do learn something about Lisa that they eventually make happen. Yep. But if my my memory serves correctly, it wasn't because of this episode that they made it happen. Oh, I guess I don't know. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it once we once we hit that uh, sweet spot. Yep. All right. So this week we are discussing season six, episode nineteen, Lisa's wedding. Bum bum bum. One of her weddings, anyways. Well, her first wedding. Her first wedding. Her first wedding. Yes. Yes. Uh, this aired March nineteenth, nineteen ninety five. And the recap for this episode: a fortune teller predicts Lisa's engagement. To a fellow student from an upper crust British family. Yeah, those Brits. Yeah, it's kind of amazing that she went to school in London. No, no, no. She didn't go to school in London. She met a guy who is from From London. London. That's right. I don't know why I thought she went to school in London. Maybe I guess. I I, I don't know. I was just thinking that. Um, So the chalkboard gag this week. I will not strut around like I own the place. I mean, Bart does... Think he owns stones at school. I mean, well, yeah, we've seen multiple episodes where he daydreams about like owning the school and bulldozing it. So. Yeah, I mean, Bart had to be put in this put in his place on this one. I think I'd have yep. to side with Principal Skinner for this punishment. Probably like the first time I think uh, in the first six seasons where I think I've agreed with the punishment that Bart has gotten. Eh, it's Bart. <laughs> He's done worse crap. Yeah. Well, hopefully now we won't start around like he owns the place. Yeah, fat chance. <laughs> uh, so the chalkboard, ga- oh, I'm sorry, the couch gag this week. The Simpsons sit on the couch and get shot into the ceiling with the spring-loaded couch with only their legs and feet showing. And this is a repeat from Lisa on Ice. Yep. As we've, I think we've mentioned in the last few episodes, I think we've only gotten one new couch gag in the last back half, like the back half of the season six. Yep. So, I mean, this is, this is nothing new. No, no. I I think, I think, uh, this might be the last season. I think that, uh, we get repeats. We'll have to, we'll have no, to see. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. All, all my research I've done on this show. Trust me. It's not the last <laughs> repeat. Um, actually, if I remember correctly, this isn't even the last time we'll see this couch gag. <laughs> nice. 
So uh, this week, our episode opens up on uh, a Renaissance fair, and uh, there is a night battle today. <laughs> Get it? Because it's like night and day, but it's like yep. a night. That's a good part. I like it. <laughs> yeah. um, so have you have you ever been to a Renaissance festival? You know, uh, I have never been to one. I know several people who do Renaissance fairs almost on a yearly basis. Obviously, with COVID, they couldn't do it. But uh, from pictures I've seen, I've always kind of wanted to do one. Yeah, we have one up here in Minnesota. I've been to it twice now. Did you dress up? I did not because I'm not a weirdo. So Um, you got made fun of for not dressing up. No, I mean, no one really does that at ours. Oh. Um, they don't, well, they don't point a point at you and be like, ah, he's from the future. No, no, we're not that no. nuts around there. Uh, <laughs> but people people definitely do dress up. I mean, you get your Halloween yeah. costume style dress up, but then you get the full on like oh, yeah. knight's armor and, you know, uh, women have the excuse to wear a corset that pushes their boobs up really high <laughs> and out of their shirt for some reason. Um, I will say I've always also wanted to do, um, oh, what is it called? The restaurant medieval times. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that as well. Yeah. I know they have one in California. Yeah. Didn't get to do that while we were out there, but, uh, yeah, no, never been to a Renaissance fair, but they always look good. And I've always heard the food there is always pretty good. Food's the best. The beer is awesome. Although I just want a giant. The... I just want a giant turkey leg. Yes, because you know me and my turkey legs. Oh, I'll go. I'll legs. go to Renaissance festivals, and that that'd be what I get all the time. So we see two knights battling one another, and uh, the one knight beats the living heck out of the other knight, <laughs> and it is revealed that Ned Flanders is the victorious knight, and uh, after he wins his fight, he's like, "Zounds." I did the mightily smitely. <laughs> Zounds is a renaissance, renaissance English word, short for God's wounds. But uh, smitely, that's pure Flanders. It sure is. And we learned that the uh, unvictorious, <laughs> even though that's not a real word, the, the guy who lost was uh, Wayland Smithers. He got his butt kicked. Okay. Uh, Flanders, I could kind of see... Well, I mean, I guess he's not a violent type. No. But I, I guess I could see Flanders being uh, a knight. Smithers, yeah. on the other hand, I don't see him being a knight or fighting maybe, anyone. May- well, maybe Burns made him do it. <laughs> Burns is like, you're going to do this or you're fired. And he's like, all right, I got no choice. But I don't even know if Burns was at the, the Renaissance Festival. I don't think I saw him in no. the background. No. Or who knows? Maybe Wayland Smithers likes... Renaissance fairs. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's to be perfectly honest, them and participating in them are, I guess, two different things. I mean, to be fair, neither of those characters are characters that, like, I see two people battling. Would I ever figure it'd be Flanders and Smithers fighting one another? Yeah. So I think that's kind of also the joke. Yeah. Um, and uh, so. I love how Smithers wants, uh, he's like, somebody call the doctor. <laughs> I don't think at Renaissance festivals, I mean, okay, so the jousting, they do real jousting. Yes, yes they do. Uh, that can be dangerous. Yeah, so, but I don't know if swinging maces at each other <laughs> qualifies. I don't know, as... man, this was the mid-90s. Yeah, maybe. It was the Wild West, you know, almost 30 years ago. Yep. Um. So, uh, so then we see, uh, you know, Bart is bored. And Marge is like, oh, look, Bart, 
there's a loom. And she's like, I took loom as a high school class. And, uh, you know, Bart's like, okay, whatever. And this is one of the very few episodes where we actually see Bart holding Maggie. Yep. Yeah. That was kind of cool. You know, because Margie all holding Maggie, but she needs both of her hands to do a loom, which I have seen a loom in real life. So things are really freaking intricate. Yeah. And they're um, big. Yeah, they're, they're they're pretty big. So, you know, March sits down at the loom and weaves a, uh, a message for Bart that says, Hi, Bart, I am weaving on a loom. Bart's like, meh. Yeah. Uh, meh. I don't think this is the first utterance of the word meh. No, didn't Lisa say it a few episodes ago somewhere I think there? it was like uttered in like season three. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think it was uttered in like one of the first few seasons. I gotta love meh. Yeah, meh. It's in the, it's in the dictionary. There's like, I want to say there's two or three words from the Simpsons that are in Webster's Dictionary now. Well, Simpsons have been around long enough to uh, <laughs> accomplish that feat. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, now we see Homer uh, watching uh, Lunch Lady Doris <laughs> roasting a pig. And uh, he, I love how like he rotates his head with the pig on the, on the what is uh, spit. The, the spit? Spit. And uh, Lunch Lady Doris is like, you, your uh, yon meat tis sweet as summer's wa- wafting breeze. <laughs> Homer's like, can I have some? Doris's like, my ears are open only to the pleas of those who speak ye old English. Homer drops to one <laughs> knee because it's Homer and he's got to be a showman. He's like, sweet maiden of the spit, grant now my boon that I might sup upon suckling pig this noon. And lunch lady Doris <laughs> like... Whatever. <laughs> that was great. So she makes him do it, and then she's like, eh, I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. That is but great, though. But that is part of the Renaissance Festival. I, You know, the it's I, I don't yeah. know if it's gotten more lax, but I feel like the vendors and the people, like, it depends on the people. But okay, but here's the, the vendors, thing. It's got to be super hard to speak like that all day freaking long. Hey, then don't get a job there. Okay, but don't make people who attend speak it. No, no, no. I don't think they do. But yeah. but I think the pe- even the people that do work there, it's yeah. got. I think it's gotten rather lax. Oh, uh, I mean, well, I've only I mean, been there twice, but yeah. I, I don't know how it was. Uh, in the olden times. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I've never been to a Renaissance fair, but I can't imagine it's easy to talk like that all day long, even if you're just working there. Yeah. They probably have a. Care. They probably have a have a test you take before you get hired. How <laughs> much? How much yield English? <laughs> how much of yield English do you know? None. I know none of it. <laughs> Y'all wanker. Well, that's more British than yield English, but mm, close enough. Uh, so now we see Homer is walking with Lisa while he's eating his pig. He's <laughs> like, "I've eaten eight different meats. I'm a true Renaissance man." <laughs> <laughs> that's not what that means, Homer. No, no, it is not. Um, I do love the fact that while they're walking in the background is a, a, a tent and it's the happy leech uh, bleed while you wait. Nice. I was, I, you know, cause I paused it cause I saw it and I was like, what? So is that like a hospital tent? Oh, uh, cause you know, leeches a, were used like for medical purposes yeah, way back blood, in the day. Blood donation. Like a blood drive? Uh, maybe, maybe. It's a, it's a fair point. That's a I mean, one. I don't know if Renaissance fairs actually do blood drives, but they really should. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot. I've seen blood drives at a lot of random places now. Yeah. So uh, then we hear. Uh, uh, so Homer like it's sick from you know. Well, he hasn't gotten <laughs> sick yet. Yeah. But Lisa's like, she's like, well, you eat all that meat, so I'm gonna go find the first eight tent and uh, tell him to have ye old stomach pump ready. <laughs> ye old stomach <laughs> pump. Stomach pump. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. How many? To be fair, so he said he's eaten eight different types of meat. Yeah. So you. So like, let's see. You got pig. You got beef. You got chicken. Yep. You got turkey. Probably duck. Yep. What are the other three? Do you have like uh, alligator, venison? Uh, well, maybe deer. I think. I think. Okay. Venison. Deer. Yep. I would okay, go deer. Okay. Um, Bunny, like rabbit, like rabbit, rabbit stew. Oh, okay. Maybe. We need one more. Okay. And. What else? What's one more meat? Dog. Dog. Yeah, no. Uh, did you say chicken? I did. Okay. Rat. No. <laughs> Quail. Different. Quail. Quail. Okay. Quail. All right. So if any of our listeners have actually been to a Renaissance Fair, uh, let us know if all eight of those have <laughs> been served at a Renaissance Fair because I would be genuinely interested to find out on that. Nice. All right. We got to see if uh, Homer's visit was historically accurate to right. modern, to modern day Renaissance festivals. Yes. Um, so, uh, so they pass uh Friar. Uh, well, Lisa kind of step separates and goes away and she passes by a uh, Friar Wiggum's fantastical beast, beastarium. Where beastarium. He, beastarium. Like, a, yes. like aquarium, but yes. beastarium. Yep. Where he supposedly has a manticore, a chimera, a griffin, and a unicorn. <laughs> well, yeah. those are the animals on on the tent. Yeah, I don't. He doesn't have any of those. Well, but, but what, he does. What does but he, have? he does have a chicken wearing a colorful afro wig. <laughs> I mean, chickens obviously had those in the 1400s. Oh, absolutely. Yes, and behold, the two-headed hound, born. <laughs> with only one head. Uh, what a cute little puppy. Yeah, I love beagles. Was it a beagle? I think it was a beagle. No, I thought it was like a basset hound. Eh, maybe. Because it's a hound. Yep. So basset and then, hound. And then it goes like, and now the legendary Esclats with the head or with the head yeah. of a, uh, no, or the body, horse. body or the, yeah, the body of a horse, horse. with the head of a rabbit, rabbit born with the body of a rabbit. Because <laughs> it's a rabbit. <laughs> yes, just a rabbit. God, Wiggum's an idiot. I mean, they could have, yeah. okay, they could have at least, like, put a costume on it so it looks like it has a horse body with a head sticking out of it. Okay, but his basset hound only had one head. Glue another head onto it. Come on. <laughs> well, they make uh, they make doggy uh, costumes now. Exactly. They could have used costumes. I'm pretty sure I have seen uh, uh, the three-headed dog costume, where the, obviously one of the heads is the real dog, and the other two are the the, the puppets or whatever. Yes, the costume heads. That's yeah. always adorable. Yep. But the rabbit, you know, hops out of its box, and Lisa, you know, chases after it. It's like, come yep. here, buddy. And uh, I love how Wiggum's like, call it Escolax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> what? <laughs> It was so it was so out of place. Like it felt like Wiggum that that what Wiggum said, like yeah. he wasn't on screen anymore. He just heard it off screen. 
No, he yells at her. Oh, did? Okay. Yeah, he's at the tent when she runs off. She was off screen. Oh, was she off screen? Okay, yeah. maybe that's what it was. Yeah. It was weird. I don't know. It yeah. just it just sounded like it was recorded kind of weird, too. I don't know. Um, But then Lisa chases the bunny into a forest. I like how it turns yeah. from, like, Renaissance right into, like, straight up, you know, uh, Hansel and Gretel on the road in the middle of the forest. Yeah. And she stumbles upon a tent with a fortune teller inside. And uh, she's like, come in, Lisa. How did you know my name? Your name tag. <laughs> yeah, we all yeah. thought, we all thought, man, this fortune teller is a good one. But, uh-huh. it, but it wasn't. Uh, the fortune teller asks Lisa if she wants to know her future. But Lisa doesn't believe in that sort of stuff. You know, nope. um, she's she's just doesn't have that type of depth. Um yep. I, I'm pretty smart like that. I hate it. Shay always Yo, wants uh, to do fortune tellers. <laughs> we did it one time. One okay. time. It was yeah. the worst like $20 or whatever it was. No shit. I ever spent. I swear to God. It was the dumbest shit in the world. And the funny thing was, is it's not like she told her future. It's like she told us like our future adjacent, like, like shit that was going <laughs> to happen probably no matter what. Hey, Steve, hold on. I'm going to tell you your fortune right now. I can see into your future. <laughs> you're going to die a horrible, horrible death. <laughs> no, no, tomorrow you're going to wake up. You're going to eat breakfast. You're going to take your son to daycare. And then at some point you're going to go to work. And then you're going to work. And then you're going to go home and eat dinner. And then at some point you're going to go to sleep. Wrong. I don't take my kid <laughs> to daycare on Fridays. Oh, I didn't know that. So there, you're a horrible, horrible fortune teller. Uh, but but when it comes to fortune tellers and like people who can like read like ghosts and shit, it's all fake. Yep. Like a lot of like you see the TV stuff, they gather information before or some people. Uh, what was the South Park episode uh, with uh, Edwards? Oh, my God. That was so it's awesome. all cold reading. Yes. Like like. Like people, like they'll say a letter. I, somebody, oh, I like, sense someone in the audience has the first name that starts with the letter M. <gasps> My name's Mary. How yeah, did you like, know? They, they didn't. They didn't know. <laughs> so if you're one of those people who like that stuff for entertainment, cool. But if you're one of those people who go and spend a ton of money on those people, uh, please don't yes. go, go, go get actual help from a, a real like psychiatrist or therapist. Yep. Um, but you know, before, uh, Lisa can leave, the fortune teller tells Lisa that Marge, Maggie and Bart are at the, at the joust and Homer is heckling the puppet show. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could see, I could see Homer heckling a puppet show. Good, ge- totally good guesses. Good guesses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Lisa is impressed, uh, that the fortune teller can see into the present. <laughs> <laughs> And then the fortune teller takes out a stack of tarot cards. And the first card she lays down is the death card, which <gasps> oh my uh, God, no, <laughs> which the fortune teller tells Lisa it's good. Uh, Cause what is it like change or something changes upon, upon her. Yeah. Like a and, new beginning. Yep. And then she lays down the happy squirrel. I like how Lisa's like, Oh, that cute little squirrel. Um, <laughs> but she's like, no, that's bad. Uh, but the cards can be vague. And mysterious. Oh my god. And mysterious, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're tarot cards. Oh my like, god. Oh, uh, just I hate it so much. Uh yeah. so so now we get the the story of Lisa's first love 
and it takes place in the year 2010. So we are jumping 15, 15. years into the future. So and what by, is by what the... is this world going to be like? Yeah. Um there there was a couple of things that they predicted that we would see. Now, did we see them in 2010? I don't believe so. But maybe we did. I we'll we'll discuss it once we get there. Yep. Yeah. And so so first in the first scene in the future, we see what appears to be an army of robots. Um but it's just actors portraying the Tin Man. I'm guessing it was like an audition. Because yes. a bunch of them were. And you know, they, if you if you actually watch the episode, there's a sign that says auditions today for the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. And that was followed by actors dressed as the Cowardly Lion and the Scarecrow. All going to that audition of Wizard of Oz, which I mean, it's kind of cool that they're still But I will say basic... the 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 uh word wizard was spelled with two Z's. Oh, was it? Yes. I did not catch that. You didn't you didn't put it down in the notes, so I didn't. Well, you're supposed to also notice things. <laughs> okay. That I might have missed. Which I, which I do. There's certain yeah. things. Um, but yeah, that, it was spelled with two Z's, which I thought was kind of interesting. That's kind of cool. I mean, it's yeah. the future, man. It's yeah. the future. The wizards yeah. have two Z's in the future. Yeah. Uh, so then <laughs> we see a holographic tree that there's a plaque at the bottom of it in memory <laughs> of a real tree. So unfortunately, folks, uh, trees do not die out in the year 2010. I no, mean, no, the nineties was nineties well, was big into like the rainforest beginning demolished. Well, I mean, and, we're still kind of big into, you know, needing trees. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying, I mean, obviously there's climate change and all this stuff and yeah. you know, the earth is screwed probably, but I, I feel like trees should more or less be o- always around. I yeah. mean, well, here's the thing. We don't know if they don't have trees still in in this future like because the guy like because the only reason we knew it was a hologram was like it was the like bugging kick, out yeah and the guy kicks it to like bring it back to life <laughs> so we don't know if like this is just in memoriam of a tree that used to live oh they still have trees or maybe a tree that was right planted there it's in memory it's of possible. the tree that was planted right there yeah it's possible um but yeah as we all know climate change sucks <laughs> So then, then we see a uh, future Lisa. She's going to, you know, to a drinking fountain to grab a drink of water. But then she knocks heads with this guy who cuts her off and drinks out of the fountain before she can. And she's like, <laughs> oh, my God, he's the most <laughs> annoying guy I've ever met. Oh, yep. I need to calm myself down. And so she goes uh, to a vending machine that sells only soy pops. And the rappers read now with gag suppressors. <laughs> That's so great. Cause Soylent, Soylent Green is people. Yeah, but no, no, no. I mean, yeah. soy back in the 90s. I mean, this is when ve- people become, I mean, people been vegetarian, be- vegetarians. Yeah. But so the, the, it wasn't in this particular spot where they mentioned she's a vegetarian. No, no, no. no. So, but there's probably it's possible maybe there's a scarcity of meat around or maybe somebody is like hey we shouldn't eat as much meat yeah but but here's the other thing with vending machines it's usually like candy and chips and like snacks it's not meat so yeah yeah yeah. so So, maybe the soy is a replacement for all the unhealthy junk food that's possible like 
not necessarily meat or people have just gone uber vegetarian. Yeah. Because as we'll learn later on, uh, other people do still eat meat. Exactly. Yep. Um, and so, uh, so uh, the uh, annoying guy gets there first and takes the last soy snack, which annoys Lisa. <laughs> and then he gets on the elevator and he doesn't hold it for her. He yeah. gets annoyed again. So she walks all, up all these flights of stairs and she gets to the library and she wants to check out um, a, a book. And she wanted to get this book and she can't because somebody else, you know, somebody else got the last copy before <laughs> And she thinks it's this guy with a mustache, and she's like, oh, thank God, it's not that annoying guy. And, uh, no, he was just holding it for annoying guy. Yep. What was his name? So, his name is Hugh Parkfield, and this is by far the greatest celebrity guest voice actor, in my opinion, because he's an awesome actor, and it's Mandy... Patinkin. I know. That is fantastic. Mind blowing because I don't think Mandy Patinkin is he's not British. No, no, he's not. He's a, and I didn't I was trying to listen for a my name is yeah, Inigo Montoya. Montoya. Yeah, like there's no like if you watched just this episode, you probably would have thought like I had no idea until I watched this episode and you know, we have our, our Simpsons book and you know the internet. I had no idea that this was a guest voice. Yeah. Up until I watched rewatched this episode like two days before we recorded. Yeah. I'm like, wait, that was Mandy Patinkin? Yeah, but the it, Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> the funny thing is, it's not like he was just coming off Princess Bride either. He I mean Princess He's Bride was, he was 80s. Yeah. So Yeah, he was he was in things way before this. Um and Criminal Minds didn't start up, I wanna say, until 2005 yeah exactly so i mean i think he was more of a stage actor yeah i I don't think he was really big into movies and tv and it's funny you watch like criminal minds and he doesn't even really look like his young well you know many people don't look like their young selves depending but yeah he doesn't have his whole young self look Uh, i will say the only other voice actor that i think they should have gotten and at this time, he wasn't a big-named actor. Um, actually, I don't really think he was in much in uh, up until this point, but Hugh Laurie would have been fantastic for this role. Yeah. Or uh, he, he, he makes a good snarky guy, uh, comedy guy. <laughs> yeah. Or what's the actual British guy that's named Hugh? Hugh... Uh, Hugh Jackman? No, not Hugh Jackman. He was always in oh, a lot of... Oh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. I could see Hugh Grant in this role, too. That would have been pretty cool. Yep. And so Lisa confronts Hugh, and she's like, that's the book I need. You'll probably take forever with it, too. And he's like, I can read faster than you. And he's like, I read at a 78th grade level. <laughs> what the hell is a 78th grade level? Come on, Lisa. That's not even a real thing. <laughs> And yeah. Hugh opens the book. Oh, by the way, before we continue, at this point, since it's 15 years in the future, Lisa would be uh, 23. Yep. So, end of her college years, maybe into her doctorate. I would yeah, say into masters, her do- masters. Masters. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. And yep. so, he opens the book and uh, throws it on the table. It's like, <laughs> right here. And they both start speed reading. Uh, their pupils uh, darting back and forth in a blur. And then much later, they're still together reading this book. 
And uh, Lisa's like, finish this page. Then he was like, ages ago. And Lisa, yeah, Lisa's getting upset. And he was like, I'll get the dictionary. Lisa's like, why? You'll see it when you get there. The word st- uh, stochastic? Stochastic. Uh, Stoca- no, stochastic. Stochastic. I'm as bad yeah. as uh, Lisa. I don't, I don't know. And well, Le- well, we're going to find out what yeah. that word means because yep. I have no idea. Yes, we don't know, but Lisa knows. Pertaining to a process involving oh, yeah. a randomly determined sequence of observations. And she laughs and they look yeah. at each other and start making out because that's what happens yeah. when you. So uh, in the in the technical sense, it is an adjective. Uh, it, it's a uh, randomly determined uh, having a random probability distribution or pattern that may be analyzed statistically, but may not be predicted precisely. That That is the definition I have. So like their love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Look at Steve being smart for once. I know. <laughs> I learned a lot from The Simpsons. So I know, right? I uh, so I love how the librarian uh, says them kissing each other doesn't make sense to her. But of yeah. course, it doesn't because she's a robot. And I like how she starts leaking some kind of liquid out of her face like she's crying. And then yeah. melts it off. Yeah, now, this face, happens... Face. Yes. Now this happens quite a few few times during this episode, and yes. I just don't like it. Like I get the face <laughs> melting, but even the Terminator has an exoskeleton underneath his head. There, there's something running the body. I yeah. mean, it seems just weird to me that the whole I okay if the face were to melt and malfunction, but there's still a metal skull underneath it. Okay. Yeah. It just. Bugs well, don't me. forget this is. But here's the thing: don't forget this is the future. Yeah, but the T1000 was from the future. Oh, sorry, the but T800. This, but this is a this is the Simpsons future. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so uh, they they head off to go on a date uh, at a place a uh, a theater that yes. has 40 classic films <laughs> starring Jim Carrey. Because oh in the God. in the 90s, yes, Jim Carrey. Oh my God, he was did in a everything. Lot of things. Yeah. He tailored back a little bit. So yeah. I don't think, okay, hold on. I, we didn't look this up, but I really, I really want to know. I really want to Are you know. looking up Ace Ventura when nature calls? No. Oh. Jim what are you looking up? Carrie. I want to see how many films he was at, at, uh, at 2010. By, by 2010. I want to see. So while Steve looks that up, so the movies they go see were Ace Ventura 6. Now, mind you, the second one actually came out the year that uh, this episode aired, but not until November. So as uh, if anybody can remember, at the beginning of this episode, this aired in March, but Ace Ventura, uh, Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, came out in November of 95. So what do you think they had announced that movie? Or was it just the Simpsons are like, oh, he's making a second one. He'll make like four more. I I mean, it's definitely possible. I mean, the Simpsons, you know, were good at predicting the future. Well, you only so... made two Ace Ventura movies. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> and so and the other movie that we see uh, that we don't know what they saw was The Mask, which I believe came out in 93. 
94. So both Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and The Mask came out the same year. Holy crap. Did you know that? Nope. So 22 movies. He had That's a good chunk. Jim Carrey had 22 movies by the airing of this episode. Wow. So they were half right. They're half right. <laughs> well, I think since 2010, he's only done like five more movies. Uh, since 2010, he's done. Because I know he's done the two, two Sonic four, movies. Four, six, eight, ten, twelve. 14, 16, oh. 17. So he almost hit 40 movies. Yeah. 39. Just shy, just shy by uh, one. <laughs> ten Jim years. Carrey, if you're actually listening to this, somebody <laughs> get Jim Carrey on the horn and tell him he needs to make one more movie <laughs> to help to help the Simpsons with their prediction. But would 40, that be, cla- I mean, that's 40 <laughs> classic films. We'd, we'd have to be in the year like 2050 for him to have 40 classic films. That's so. fine. He just needs to make one more. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, and so... Then we see, uh, you know, Hugh and uh, uh, Lisa talking outside of Dr. and Mrs. Dre Hall. No, no, they're in their dorm room. Oh, is this that the, is dorm, the room? dorm room? Yeah. Oh, okay. I Mrs. thought they were outside. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's good. So he's like, I can't believe how much we have in common. We're both studying the environment. We're both utterly humorless about our vegetarianism. And we both love the Rolling Stones. And Lisa's like, yes, not for their music. With their tireless efforts to preserve historic buildings. So, obviously, this is where it's mentioned that Lisa is a vegetarian. Now, in the next season, which we will start covering in about a month and a half. I think we have four episodes left, five episodes left in season six. um, Lisa actually becomes a vegetarian. Now... From my understanding, the reason they made her a vegetarian was because of the guest star that w- that they got to do uh, voices. And we're not going to mi- if you know it, you know it, but we won't we won't mention it on this podcast. But because of the guest appearance of one of the people they had on that episode, who who is a vegetarian, said they wanted Lisa to be a vegetarian, and it stuck, and it stuck. So, but I don't know if this episode had any bearing on that i almost i I almost wish it would have just i know i mean you obviously predicted i mean they predicted lisa was going to be a vegetarian from a fortune teller maybe it had it maybe had a slight bearing because maybe like when that request came up they're like like, "Eh, we might as well well, we we well we you know you know about you know last season we did mention in the lisa wedding episode uh she's vegetarian so why the hell not yep so maybe 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 it's a little bit from column A and a little from column B. Yep. And so Hugh invites Lisa to his parents' estate for the summer, and uh, they wonder when uh, people will learn that eating animals is wrong. <laughs> Never. Never. I love. I love animals. the billboard. I love the billboard meme where it's like it shows all these animals, and like the question underneath it says, "Where do you draw the line?" And it's like duck and then dog and somebody drew a line in between the two (laughs) um by the way uh in lisa's dorm room there is a poster for the steel wheelchair tour of 2010s for the rolling stones (laughs) that's great when did they stop touring wasn't it just like this year a couple Uh, years ago a couple years ago i think yeah they were all old man 
Yeah, they're still old. I think they were in wheelchairs. I think, we, I think that poster was true. Yeah. I think those guys were rolling around rolling around in wheelchairs, maybe. Not sure. Maybe. Um, and so I love how they, they're flying to London. And, you know, I love how they're talking on the planes. Like, man, I'm glad they got rid of those, you know, streamlined designs. It was, was something a little bit more. <laughs> and it's like the old-timey, like, seven-layer wing thing. <laughs> but it's attached to a modern plane. I know. That's hilarious. Like those wings did anything. Yeah. Okay, maybe they made them fly. But yeah, they're all old timey planes. Yeah. Um but that went backwards a little bit. But here the the Tower of London, uh the clock tower mm-hmm. uh at the Palace of Westminster has now has a digital display. Which I'm pretty sure it's still analog. Yes. Oh yeah. It's yes. Yeah. It they're never so gonna that, so that prediction did not come true. No. Uh fail. But it's not as reliable like the old analog clock was. <laughs> yeah, you see the 12 blinking. Yes. They oh got to change the battery on the thing. Yeah. And we don't know whether they still have all the bells on the inside. Yes. I mean, you can't... I would assume you would remove them and put them in like a museum. Maybe. Or, I mean, you like, still got to let people know what time it is. Well, they put a chime on the digital clock. Oh, right. It's just an alarm. It goes, eh, yeah. Eh, when it, yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is it's just blinking 12. So why do you even need a, <laughs> an alarm? Yep. Uh, and so now Hugh and Lisa are having dinner with uh, uh, Hugh's parents. And yep. I like how the, the dad tells, tells a joke. And Lisa's like, like do, do, I, do I laugh? <laughs> uh, is and this some British, British wit humor? And she just kind of like chuckles slightly. He's like, yeah. "Oh, I'm glad you 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 got it." Yeah. Um. And then we see a painting um on the wall, um, and Lisa's like, "Oh, you know, is that like some old, you know, member of your family?" He's like, "No, that's just you know our uncle, <laughs> just a little nuts sitting over uh in front of a fishbowl in a lawn chair fishing and." In you know, a fishbowl with no fish. With no fish, laughing hysterically. <laughs> um, and so, you know, Hugh and Lisa go out to have a picnic. And, yeah. uh, you know, Hugh's, Hugh knows that uh, it's all about fireworks with with Americans. Oh, yeah, we love big flashy displays. Yep. And uh, he's like, Lisa, will you do me the honor? Or, no, I'm sorry. He uh, has the uh, board. Like, they have the yeah. fireworks, but there's like the a reader board. That's yeah. fireworks too, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's like, Lisa, will you do me the honor of giving me your hand in the holy tradition of matrimony? And then it kind of spl- sputters out. <laughs> and then he goes to his fancy dancy wristwatch and uh, tells them to go to plan B. Now, <laughs> now I wanted to make mention of this is that the yes. Simpsons did not predict the future for this one because in 1999, Samsung uh, launched the world's first watch phone. Um, but how well did it work? See, but that doesn't matter. It it came out. It it was in existence. Okay, but was it? Did was Apple it come out like, with it? Ac- no, fuck Apple. Samsung all the way. But so okay, let me let me ask you this question: Was it for a consumer base that I I didn't go I didn't go that deep into it? I just wanted to see when the first uh, watch phone came out, but. That was just cellular. Like, it was just a cellular yeah. watch. You dialed it. You called. I saw a few pictures of it. It was fucking yeah. thick as shit. And you oh, wore yeah. it on your wrist. This is... See, the thing is with this, it's more of a walkie-talkie phone. Yeah. 
Because like he presses a button and he's like, go to plan B. Was it kind of like, like a you... James Bond watch? Yes. Oh, okay. yes. But but the first smartwatch came out June 25th of 2014. 20... And yep. yes, it was another Samsung and there was also an Android watch. So Apple yeah. still hadn't come out with their stuff yet. So. Oh, wow. And Apple's products suck anyways. Yep. So anyways, um, so plan, ba- plan bow. Yep. I combined two words. Plan B is a cow with a cardboard hanging off of it that says marry me, which I feel like Lisa would find that as animal cruelty. Uh, would she? Or would it be considered his pet? And he's like, oh, so cute. Well, Maybe. I mean, like like your dog, like a dog would come out wearing a side. Yeah, but that's adorable. Cows are adorable to eat. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And so it's this marry me on it. Lisa, you know, says yes. And then we see two guys behind <laughs> a bush who are the ones that like push the cow out. Yep. And they're very Hugh. They're very happy that Hugh found love and uh, they start to leak fluid and their faces melt because they're also robots. What? So apparently like, is this okay? Are you giving I just robots thought this... feelings or something? Or no, no. Like... I just thought of this. So like they make it seem like the robots are human so I don't know if you really remember this fad. I mean, it's been around for the last few years now, but where there's this thing where um, things are cake, but they don't look like cake. Well, I mean, they that, are cake. Well, there's that show on uh, Netflix now called Is It Cake? Exactly. So that kind of reminds me of that. We're like, oh, they're human. Oh, nope, they're actually robots. <laughs> so is this like, is this like a future where like, um, oh God, is it Blade Runner? Uh, where it's like the humanoid robots that you don't know whether or not the robots are I human. Think so yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a Blade Runner esque future, but it's only the help. It's only the help. it's only the help. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So um, so then Lisa facetimes uh, Marge from England. <laughs> it's not facetiming. Uh, it's actually a picture phone, and these did yeah. exist. I I can't remember where it was. It was probably. 20 2005 to 2010 time frame but okay. i did in someone's house actually see a video phone no it wasn't rotary it was still buttoned yeah. but i did yeah. actually see one of these and i was oh. so uh, i was kind of taken aback because i'm like oh this exists this is awesome but it never kicked off like i never being saw it being sold at best buy i never but People had, I think it was probably a super expensive. It it probably was. I think if I remember correctly, I think it was a business setting that I saw this thing at. So yeah, Lisa FaceTimes Marge, uh, but it's like a screen with a, with a, it's FaceTiming. (laughs) Shut up. We're living in 2022. Um, But she uses like a rotary dial to dial the number of actors Springfield. And Marge is like, oh, Lisa, hello. How are you doing in England? Remember an elevator is called a lift. A mile is called a kilometer, <laughs> and botulism is called steak and kidney pie. Uh, Marge, you forget one thing. A mile is not the same distance as a kilometer. No. Uh, two vastly different measurements. Measurements. Um, and so, you know, Lisa tells Marge the good news that she's getting married, and Marge is like, oh, if only your father was still around, making it seem like he was <laughs> dead. She's like, oh, he just left for work a couple minutes ago. And I'm like, how dare you, Marge? How dare you? Making I mean, me think Homer died. What, what would he have been? Like, 
So uh, I guess he was. So he would have been right? thirty-eight. So he would have been fifty-three. So he still would have been working age. Yeah, not not only yeah. working age, but he wouldn't have probably had that heart failure that from his triple bypass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, Lisa, Lisa tells Marge she doesn't want Homer ruining the wedding because it's Homer, and Marge is like. I promise Homer will behave himself. But on <laughs> on the video screen, she crosses her fingers. Video phone, mom. Ellie's like, uh, mom, I can see you. Uh, yeah, uh, it's good luck. Mom, video phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, then March uh, calls Bart to tell him about Lisa getting married, but it's a close up shot. And uh, it looks like Bart is wearing a suit and it kind of makes it look like him. He's in like an office. And uh, so after he gets off the call, it zooms out. Bart is wearing a suit with the sleeves cut off and he actually works for a construction company called Down With Buildings Demolition Company. And I, if I remember correctly, there's something in this um, episode earlier on where didn't Hugh say they wanted to, like, protect buildings? I don't think so. I could have. Yeah. No. Yeah. Lisa says, yes, not for their music, but for their tireless oh, efforts right. to preserve historic buildings. Talking about Rolling Stones. But it was historic, well, historic buildings. buildings. But now, now, do you think... Bart works for this company or he owns this company? It's Bart. I would guess he works. Okay. I don't think he would own a company. Yeah, I guess. Um, Also, and also when we get to dinner time, um, it does make mention of another kind of prediction that the Simpsons had in the episode where Bart didn't get to see the Krusty movie. Okay. Um, So we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so now we see uh, the Springfield nuclear power plant still <laughs> operating thanks to the lengthy appeals process. Um, in 2010, the Springfield nuclear power plant is operated primarily by robots. Uh, Carl and Lenny are in charge, as we see as they pan through the building. See Carl and Lenny in an uh, in a office yep. setting, like talking with other bigwigs. Uh, they're in charge, and then we get to Homer, who's on the phone with Marge learning about Lisa getting married and uh, Milhouse comes in. <laughs> and so Homer is still in the same job. Milhouse some, somehow got a job at the power plant and is now Homer's boss. Yep. And so uh, Homer tells Milhouse about Lisa getting married and Milhouse, you know, has this flashback of Lisa telling him, she never plans to get married, and Milhouse cries. Yep. Because, you know, they were probably dating. I don't know if there's another future episode where they date, but, like, yeah, we kind of learned they're dating, and Milhouse wants to get married. Lisa doesn't. And so now we go to the Simpsons neighborhood, and all their houses look futuristic and nice and clean. And then you get to the Simpsons house. Yeah. It still looks the same, except they've built onto it. And very crappily, I might add. All right. So just want to let you guys know, since you guys can't hear it, the sound effects in this episode are reminiscent of the Jetsons so yep. the, and, and Star Trek. So the cars and everything moving around it can be heard throughout this episode. And yep. also Homer's white shirt of the future resemble George Jetsons. Yeah. So they, 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 they took a little inspiration from 
the Jetsons. Yep. And it was great. No flying cars, though. No flying cars. Although, it looks... No, I guess they were driving. So I was going to say, I thought there might have been hover cars. But but they sounded like the Jetsons cars. Yeah. Um, And so now Homer is in the kitchen with Marge. And he's like, I want to call, you know, people and tell them about Lisa getting married. And he picks up the phone. And it's like this huge phone. Yeah, with a digital thing. It's this phone in use, and the person <laughs> using the phone, it's Maggie. Because yep. now she she would be sixteen. Yep, ish, fifteen and a half, sixteen. Yep, and uh, and Homer yells at her to get off the phone, and I love and I we love how they... down. Oh, she never shuts up, but we never hear her in this episode. I do love the fact that they didn't think in the future that that would go away. Yeah, well. She talks in the future, but we never get to hear it. No, I mean, this being on the phone in use. Like, you can't be on the oh, phone. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, by 2010, I mean, landlines were still kind of a thing. I mean, smartphones, majority, well, smartphones came out in 20, 2007. Okay. So, well, I'm not thinking that. I'm talking about, like, well, I guess they, I don't know if the Simpsons would have within three years, they would have their own cell phones. It's the Simpsons. Yeah. They probably won't. Maybe. I mean, smartphones were pretty big. I mean, I got my first, uh, not smartphone, uh, cell phone, just a, you know, brick phone in uh, yeah. 96. So I, I would have to almost imagine by 2010. You were 13 when you got your first phone? Yeah. Mom wanted me to have it uh, during high during high school or when I went out with friends. It was just like minutes. Like basically she just. Bought, you know, uh, 20, 30 I didn't minutes get my, my first, phone. I didn't get my first cell phone until I was a junior in high school. Yeah. No, I think it was because I was always doing sports or hanging out with Ben and mom wanted to. I was doing sports. Yeah. Well, mom just wanted me to, to get a hold of me because, <laughs> you know, just in case of, of something. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know. But, la- but again, my statement still stands that a lot of people were still using landlines in 2010. Yeah, moderately. Still. And still, people still use landlines. Like, well, I mean, they're mostly old people now. Yes. But so, um, so yeah, I love the fact that we don't get to hear Maggie talk, but apparently she's the most talkative person ever. Yep. It's great. And so then, you know, Homer tells Marge that he wants to plan the wedding and he wants to have it all at Moe's because <laughs> it, because it's Homer. And, and it'd Marge be cheap. Like, yeah. And Marge is like, Homer, don't take this personally. But I've attained a court order to prevent you from planning this wedding. And she gives him the papers and he's like, oh, everything looks like to be in fair order and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like he didn't want to do it anyway. Yeah. And so now we see an invitation being held up. Uh, and we learn Lisa's middle name is Marie. Lisa Marie, kind of like Elvis Presley's daughter. Yep. And Hugh's full name is Hugh St. John Alistair Parkfield. <laughs> Uh, very British. Yes. And yes, it is. so we learned that the uh, wedding is on August 1st, 2010. And so actually back in 2010, so Twitter has been around for that amount of time, I believe. Right. Twitter yeah. was 2010. Uh, yeah, it had to have been because Facebook's been around since I was in college. So I'd have to yeah. say Twitter was probably around. Okay. So apparently on that day in 2010, People actually like congratulated Lisa on her wedding. Nice. Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. I like it. That's a good pull. Mm. 
Um, and so we see that uh, Smithers gets an invitation, gets the invitation and looks at the invite. And uh, he's like, oh, I could bring get a plus one. And so he sees uh, Burns lying frozen in a glass tube. And yep. Smithers is like, oh, Mr. Burns. We'll throw, we'll thaw you out of the the second they discover a cure for seventeen stab wounds in the back. <laughs> and he looks up at a room full of scientists. Um, how's it doing, boys? And Professor Frink's in the room. I like how he's still around. He's <laughs> yeah. like, "Well, we're up to 15. <laughs> Woo! So are they just trying to thaw them out, or uh, like no? They're stitch trying them to up, fi- or. I, I don't know. I mean, you can't create It's a joke. It's a joke. He would be dead. Uh, but because he's so rich, he can cryo-freeze himself. Yep. And now, now it would appear that the 17 stab wounds all happened at the exact same time. <laughs> it must have well, been a mutiny a, at the plant. Pro- well, that's why... Well, that's probably why Carl and Lenny are in charge. Yep. And so we see that Skinner gets an invite as well. And he walks through the school, which is completely messed up. Like, oh yeah, it's uh, spray painted, trash everywhere. It's gone to hell. Yeah. And so he looks into a very overcrowded classroom. Which, hey, look, they got something right for the future. Overcrowding right. in their classrooms. Uh, no, that's that they. Well, they got it right, but um, that's been a thing. Even before 2010. Oh, okay. I mean, I was out. Of, uh, I was out of every type of school by 2005. My, so my yeah, my junior year, so 2004. Uh, the local newspaper did an article about overcrowdedness in school, and the high school that we went to was a thousand kids over the, or a thousand people over the legal limit that had to be in that building. For not to be a uh, fire hazard. Jeez. So I knew I was I in knew high school. Our high school had way more students than when I was in high school, and even probably when you were in high school. Our high school was a literal fire hazard. Yeah, I mean our our whole <laughs> school was around two two thousand ish, give or take. Yeah, like so, it's people it, never it, believe it, me. I always told I people know. like our class size was like five hundred something. Or maybe slightly less than 500, but it was... Well, so my freshman year, because they always put the amount of kids on the report card and, like, what number you were on oh, yeah. those kids. Yep. Um, my freshman year, if memory serves me correctly, was close to a 1,000 kids. Whew. If not more, because I'm pretty sure when I graduated... There was something like 800 people on my final report card, like 850. That's nuts. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Overcrowding. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, but we didn't do this. We didn't no. have uh, a video screen where they kind of had classes from other schools kind of Well, this conferencing. Oh, it, kind, it kind of predicted the pandemic. Well, sort of. With Learned, zooming. Yeah. I mean, it's 2010, so yeah. not quite. But I like how Troy McClure's video is uh, from Pepsi presenting addition and subtraction. <laughs> if you have five Pepsis yeah. and you get two more Pepsis, what do you have? So-and-so from Chicago. Yep. Th- uh, more, thir- uh, more thirst quencher or something? Yeah. That's partially correct. <laughs> Oh, I like how they're outsourced. Hey, if you're going to get paid, might as well do ads, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Uh, so Skinner points out that uh, Lisa is the only graduate to read at an adult level. That's uh, really sad. Yeah, that's probably not that's, good. That's pretty sad. I mean, Ralph failed English. I mean, that was impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Miss Hoover says that uh, that it has to be Lisa because Martin died in a science fair explosion. <laughs> and then we pan through the floor where we see a skeleton of a miner, a treasure chest, probably after that, you know, the miner that was after yeah. that, an abandoned mine can be seen on the way to Martin's underground chamber beneath the school. Bum, bum, bum. And it shows that Martin is still alive, but some days he wish he were dead. And uh, he looks like the Phantom, <laughs> Phantom of the Opera, apparently. That's, uh, that's fantastic. And the scene closes with Martin playing uh, Walter Murphy's A Fifth of Beethoven on a pipe organ. Oh, my God. And he says, well, so uh, Miss Hoover says, well, Martin perished that day. And Martin's like, my love. So was he in love with Mrs. Hoover? Uh, apparently. Or is that just like a thing he said? I mean, because he's been now an adult. Could it, well, either that or could it have been uh, like a Phantom of the Opera type deal? It could have been. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, maybe I, I never seen the Phantom of the Opera. So, oh, my God. What? Yeah. What? Not my cup of tea. Not even like the movie version? No. What? I don't don't like to see plays, even movies that are based on plays. What's wrong with you, Homer? Eh. I've seen so so many movies in my life. I saw, I saw Phantom, uh, speaking of Phantom of the Opera. Look, I've never seen Taming of the Shrew, but I've seen 10 Things I Hate About You a million times. So (laughs) it, it balances itself out. I have seen Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. And they actually had their last show. They shut down production. See, it's because you went. That's why I don't go. They'll shut down I went. I went 18 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. 18 years later. Oh, he went 18 years ago. We got to shut down production. Yep. Uh, so uh, we see that uh, Lisa and Hugh are getting to a cab and it's run by the auto cab company established in 2003. So, uh, so in 2003, obviously, Otto got fired from the school and started yep. his own cab company, which Clearly. which now everyone can be a cab. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would have been so great if they predicted Uber, but yeah. not in 2003, unfortunately. No. Um, and the cab uh, currently is being driven by former Mayor Quimby. Yep. And uh, he's like, eh, or uh, I can't, what was his name? I don't know. He had like a placard on the back, like most yeah. cabs do with the name. Yeah. And, uh, and Otto tells Quimmy to get his indicted ass to the conventions. <laughs> <laughs> so he got indicted, which is why he's now driving a cab. Yep. And uh, so now we see Lisa, you know, starting to hyperventilate um, as they get closer to the house. And, uh, Hugh's like, Lisa, darling, don't worry. I'm sure I'll get along with your family. You've so thoroughly prepared me for the worst. As long as they're not squatting in a ditch, poking berries up to, up their noses. And Lisa's like, <laughs> and if they are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And so uh, we see Lisa and Hugh pull up to the house. And Homer, you know, is like, get, get the flag ready, boy. And uh, they raise the the British flag up to a sign, and you see, you know, it it's like right by a bug zapper, mm-hmm. like it's right in front of it. And we notice that Homer's like, 
hey, how would you like this hospitality? And they step aside and the British flag is on fire. And uh, Bart, you know, quickly pulls down the flag. They stomp on it and they threw manure on it. And uh, Homer's like, here you go. (laughs) And uh, he just starts crying. And it's just, yeah, that does. You just don't want to see that. Well, at least it was an accident. Yes, it was. I mean, they didn't have to hand it to Hugh. I mean, it smelled like shit. Um, Yes. And at least it starts hyperventilating some more. And uh, and Homer, you know, starts showing Lisa and Hugh to their room. And I love he's like, you could be the first to try out our new guest bedroom I built. Remember, if the building inspector comes by, it's not a room. It's a window box (laughs) with a door. With a door. Oh, my God. So, you know, so Homer leaves Lisa and Hugh uh, alone in um, uh, this shoddily made room. And Lisa thanks Hugh for uh, toughing through her family, which they've only been there for like five minutes. Yep. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, I would literally go through anything for her. And he literally (laughs) goes goes to the floor. He goes to the floor. floor. And luckily, the compost heap broke his fall. Yep. So he has that. Um, so now uh, we get to dinner and the family is like, you know, shoveling food in their mouths and, you know, acting like typical Americans. And Marge uh, notices that he was horrified and she's like, <laughs> everybody manners eat more politely. Uh, what, was, so, what was it? It was uh, company eating rules. rules yeah. Uh, and so they, they slow down and Bart, Bart starts talking to Hugh and he's like, Anyway, Hugh, there's more to me or there's more to my life than just the wrecking ball. I also crush cars into cubes and on the side, I promote local tough man contests. <laughs> Basically, I'm getting out all my aggression till I go to law school. <laughs> and this line right here harkens back to the, 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 the episode where Bart was not allowed to see the Krusty movie and he became a Supreme Court justice. Now, what? What did they say that was like 50 years later or something? Yes. 50, 60 years later. Yeah. He was like, yeah, it was like, well, I think it was like 40 years later. Okay. It was like 40 to 50 years later. Yep. So he's halfway there. Not even halfway. He's like a quarter of the way there. So there's still time. There's still time. So I love that detail. I don't know if they wrote it because of that episode I, I like to think that they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was pretty cool. And so now it's... uh So after Bart is done talking to Hugh, Homer decides he wants in on it. And he's like, so, Hugh, have you heard all the latest American jokes? Uh, Here's a good one. Pull my finger. <laughs> he's like, yes, we have that, in, that one in England, too, Mr. Simpson. And Homer shoves his finger toward Hugh's face. And he's now Homer's angry. He's like, I said, pull my finger. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Homer just, oh, but we all love the pull my finger joke. Yep. Um, so, you know, Lisa to cut the tension mentions, uh, she has her wedding dress fitting in the afternoon and she invites Maggie and she's like, Oh Maggie, if you want to come along and before Maggie can speak, Marge cuts her off for speaking with food in her mouth. Yep. And I do also love the fact that if you notice, Maggie has a necklace. 
Yep. And on that necklace is her pacifier. Yeah, I did notice that. That's a good pull. I like it. Uh, so that's hilarious. Um, and so Homer says him and Bart will take you out on the town. And Lisa's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And he was like, oh, the only thing, that, uh, the only thing hurt in his fall was his spine. Yeah. He to go out. Yeah. The only thing that I, I hurt was my spine. I don't need a spine. Hey, landed in the compost heap. He's good. Yeah. And Homer says, under one condition. He's like, what? Pull my finger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So now we cut to Homer driving him and Bart uh, to wherever they're going. But Homer is driving on the wrong side of the road because yeah. he thinks it's going to make you feel more comfortable, <laughs> even though Hugh goes to school in America. Yep. Um, and clearly Hugh is freaked out. He doesn't feel comfortable at all. Nobody would. Well, Homer, Homer's fine. He's just dodging cars. <laughs> um, and so uh, we we head off to Moe's, where I love how, like, there's this big, giant cable that, like, comes through the wall, connects to the TV, and, and is analog TV, mind you. Not yes. a smart TV, not, like, a digital TV. Um, and it's a 1,500-channel cable, whatever the fuck that means. Look, I work in TV. But that's not how television cables work. You mean you don't get more channels the thicker the cable is? <laughs> right. Oh. I mean, you should know this. You work, you, you yes. do home entertainment installations. <laughs> what are you talking about? We have like uh, like 50 gauge wire, man. Yeah. More and channels so, means more iron. Oh, my God. Um, and so uh, the follow- So we see Ken Brockman on the TV, and he now works for <laughs> CNN. BCBS, which to to spell it out better, CNN, NBC, CBS, but like yep. they use those letters, and it's a division of ABC. <laughs> and we'll um, learn in a little bit about what happened to Fox. Yeah, um, and so Ken Brockman has a list of celebrities who have recently recently been arrested: uh, the Baldwin brothers gang, Doctor Brad Pitt, John 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 Kennedy. <laughs> George Burns, infamous Amos. Now, George Burns, George uh, uh, Burns's, what was it? His No, brother? these are all supposed to be celebrities. Yeah, why can't he, like, remember it was uh, George Burns was the guy, that, the, the brother or whatever that he dished with the Bobo episode, right? No. Who was that? I don't know. Remember, like, he was... He, yeah, remember when he ditched uh, to be... But these the... are all celebrities. This has nothing to do with the actual Simpsons. George Burns is a celebrity? Yes, but he's not related to Montgomery Burns. Oh, you don't know that. These are all real-life people. Infamous with... Amos is a real person? Well, there's probably somebody with a famous Dr. Amos. Dr. Brad could... Pitt's a real person? Okay, Brad Pitt. John, John, John Kennedy's a real person? These aren't all real people. Oh my God, they're fucking parodies. <laughs> so they're not real people. Grandson of Sam, which is hilarious because son of Sam, uh, the artist formerly known as, and it's the Prince <laughs> symbol, which is great. Not the, not Tim, the, not the first time we're going to get this joke. Nope. Uh, Tim Allen Jr. Uh, Senator and Mrs. Dracula. <laughs> uh, the artist formerly known as Buddy Hackett, uh, Madonna bots series K. I like uh, it. Sideshow Ralph Wiggum. That's great. So he took over for Mel, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Martha Hitler <laughs> and Johnny Neutrino. Now, do you know what that's making fun of? 
I, uh, I uh, should, I don't remember. Uh, John, uh, uh, what's his face is, uh, who played Neo? John Wick. Keanu yeah. Reeves. Okay. Um, uh, Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, yeah. Johnny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, so yeah, those, those people apparently, uh, have recent be, recently been arrested. Yes. But who was still at large? I, I didn't write that down. Neither, I don't remember. That's what I was asking. <laughs> I oh. remember he was like, but if you see oh. such and such, they're still at large. Oh yeah. I should have probably written that down, but I yeah, I completely forgot to. Yeah. Um, so Hugh, uh, likes Moe's, you know, it's quaint. Yeah. And uh, Mo points out that the U.S. saved them in World War II, and Hugh points out the English saved the U.S. in World War III. Well, which... that prediction failed mightily. Almost. Well, I mean, it almost happened. Could have happened. But yes, the prediction not itself, not by twenty ten. No, not by twenty ten. I mean, I guess, I guess it could have happened because of nine nine eleven. Yes. And we did technically go to war. I don't know. For, it under false war, pretense. Was it a world war? I don't know. if it But it was a not world a world war. war. It was not a world war. And even, I wouldn't even call it a war. It was more of an offensive where we went to the wrong country because everybody was lied to. Yep. Uh, but we won't get into that. <laughs> yep. Uh, Homer uh, asks you to continue on uh, tradition by wearing the same pig bride and groom cufflinks that Homer's father gave to him on his wedding day. And Hugh's momentarily stunned because when he sees them, yeah. yes, they're, uh, they're a little bit, uh, outlandish, a little bit cartoonish. Um, I, they're guess, adorable. I, I can't see God. I want to know where Abe got him. I feel like they have to do a flashback episode where he marries. <laughs> oh Rona's. my God. We're not, we're not doing a flashback episode just to tell the story <laughs> of how Abe got these pig cumflings. There's been too many of those dumbass stories on the Simpsons and we will get to those. Yes. Yes, we will. But, but I mean, it's kind of interesting. I don't know why Abe would even, I don't know if Abe would entertain those, the type of person that he is, but his father must've, really like them so um but then we see we cut over to bart playing virtual pool when he is hit by uh someone playing virtual darts (laughs) and they get into a virtual fight (laughs) and uh hilarious Uh, unfortunately that's also not a uh real thing no well i mean virtual reality yeah virtual reality is real but, but not at bars. Not at And probably bars, for good reason. And probably not in 2010. Because I can't remember no. the PlayStation VR for PlayStation 4. I mean, that was... You man. had that when you were living at your first house. Because I remember I we played Rick and Morty. Yep. So that was like 2012. It was no. 2012. No, you're right. 2013. Uh, 2015. Did you say 2015? Well, I said 2018, but maybe that's even off. Uh, well, we both moved into our new houses in 2019. So probably, I would say between 2017 and 2018. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. So, so a little bit off. Now, Virtual yeah. Boy did exist in uh, the 90s. Oh, God. But that was garbage. Oh. So Yes, it was. <laughs> so we don't Mo- talk about Virtual Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mo tells him no fighting in his bar, and he presses a button that emits a loud, annoying noise. Yeah, because they're like holding their heads, and there's like a screeching noise. Yeah, I wonder if it's some sort of like pay service 
Must be. Mo has uh, to make money on this thing. Yeah. And so uh, Marge and Homer are in bed watching TV. And I love this. This has got to be one of my favorite, <laughs> oh my favorite lines of the episode. So Marge's like, you know, Fox turned into a hardcore sex channel so gradually I didn't even notice. Oh, yeah. Yes, there are a lot of shows on Fox. I wouldn't even say Fox. I would just say everywhere everywhere at this point. (laughs) Cable TV has turned into a hardcore sex cable thing so gradually we even notice. Yeah. 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 I mean, CW shows. Oh, God, God. What are they even doing there? Yeah, I thought like WB and CW was supposed to be like wholesome, but apparently, <laughs> you are wrong, uh, apparently not. You are wrong. Yep. And so I like how Homer is, you know, happy to have people back in the house, and he loves hearing the murmurs <laughs> coming from the next room. And then over bangs on the wall to tell them to keep it down. <laughs> and you know, Lisa and he were lying in bed, and Lisa's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I left you alone with Homer and Bart." He's like, no, no, honey. We had a fine time. How'd you get that gash on your forehead? Oh, that was when we hid in the dumpster. After the fire alarm went off. In the pornographic magazine warehouse. Oh, how did... Oh, God. I don't even want to know. <laughs> how did they get from Moe's to there? I don't even want to know. Which is weird because I just assumed... Because, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later about the, the, the quote-unquote bachelor party. Yeah. I thought that's what this was supposed to be. Was it not? I, I thought the whole like outing was supposed to be the bachelor party, but I guess not. It was the bachelor party. It was. Okay. So I did read that right. So Bart just ditched that on the bachelor party then. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, it's not set. It's weird. We'll get to the quote, but I feel like it's not said like that. Um, But then Lisa tells Hugh, uh, thanks for putting up with her family. And Hugh says it's okay and tells Lisa to get some sleep because the next day is the wedding. But Hugh stays away, basically thinking about his life choices. He's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know if I made the right decision here. Yeah. But he still wants to go through with it. And so yeah. Lisa tells Mars that she feels funny wearing white because of Millhouse. And Marge, Marge uh, says Millhouse doesn't count. And they laugh. Do you? So get- this is the, hey, this is the next day, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, and no, I don't understand this. Okay, I don't either. Like, can someone, I don't get can it. someone tell me why Millhouse and White? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Maybe they did like a fake wedding thing. Oh, because of the whole like the the scene when the flashback in the car. Yeah, maybe. I I, I don't, don't fucking know. know. I don't. Know. I'm it's I'm a, at a lot. That joke just. At a Mew. loss. At a yeah, loss. right over, right over the head. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And so, um, they do the whole uh, new, old, something borrowed, something blue crap, which I don't understand the tradition of that. Well, and like Lisa's skipping. wedding dress was new. The pearls yeah. were old. The patch, bro- the bro- was brooch, was it a brooch? Brooch like was a, borrowed. Yeah. And then uh, blue is Marge's hair. Yep. Anywho. So now we see that the wedding is taking place near the power plant and uh, they've gotten a lot more polluted in the water because now we see a six eyed blinky. Yep. A cowfish. Yep. So it's a fish, but it looks like a cow. Yep. And a Professor Frank fish. Nice. 
Um, so, and so did now, Professor Frink have sex with a fish? Dude, because he not obviously didn't. No, turn, no, because he nope, didn't. Shut, nope, we're shutting down that conversation. No, I'm just saying he didn't turn nope, into a fish. Because I am he not was having. The, no, I'm just saying <laughs> Professor Frink didn't turn into a fish because he was at the institute or whatever trying to cure Mr. Burns. It doesn't matter how there's a Professor Frink fish. We are not having this conversation. Uh, nope, nine yet. Uh, so now we see Lisa hanging out, getting on her wedding dress, and uh, Bart walks in um, to see her in, in her wedding dress. And Bart's like, "Wow, Lisa, look at looking at you makes me want to get married for a third time." <laughs> so he's been married twice before. I think what one wasn't one of them to Edna, I am. or Miss Hoover? No, Miss Hoover. Really? I think it was Miss Hoover. Because, yeah, there's a flash forward episode where Bart sleeps with Miss Hoover. Yes, there is that. Yep. So, um, and Bart continues, I met a really nice exotic dancer the other night at Hugh's bachelor party. Lisa's like, you didn't have a bachelor party. We had one in his honor. <laughs> I had one in his honor. I went to a strip club. But see, that's so, what I was saying. So that thing the other night was not the bachelor party. I guess not. So Bart, well, okay, maybe it was, but Bart threw, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Okay, so they went out with Hugh, and then Bart, so basically, he didn't have a bachelor party, but Homer and Bart took him out for drinks. I would have just assumed that that would have been the bachelor party. So that is technically, well, it doesn't sound like Hugh has any friends in America. No. Which is kind of weird because he went to school there. Yeah. So so I'm going to say Homer and Bart taking Hugh out on the town is kind of their own version of their bachelor party. But Hugh probably didn't see it as a bachelor party. And then Bart's like, well, I threw one in in his honor. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So Bart went to a strip club. Yep. Uh, not not really surprising. So uh, now Hugh uh, introduces his parents to Homer and he's like, mom, dad, I'd like you to meet Homer Simpson. (laughs) And there's like an awkward, awkward (laughs) silence. And Homer's like, you know what's great about you, English? Octopussy. (laughs) Man, I must have seen Uh, that movie twice. Oh my god, that's great. Oh, Jesus Christ, Homer. And then they like kind of leave. Um, and so now we see uh Selma and Patty uh walk into like the tent area where they're holding the service, and they see Edna Krabappel, and they're like, so clearly, because when well, uh the voice actress for Edna passed away like four years ago now. Yeah. So obviously, you know, Edna's still alive. Yeah. Uh, and Maud Flanders, that voice actress quit in before 2010, didn't she? I believe so. Yeah. Um. So clearly, there's that whole thing. But Selma and Patty tell Edna not to. Well, get they in the can't way predict that type of future. No. Um. Uh, but Selma and Patty tell Edna not to get in the way of the bouquet. Because apparently, they get married now. Maybe. Well, so they've been married. I think they've both. Well, they've both been engaged. One of them got married, didn't they? Yeah. To sell. Uh, was it Patty to Troy McLure? No, no, they never got. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Patty got married to Sideshow Bob. That's right. And then Selma got married to another woman. Because they did the whole uh, gay marriage episode. But that's that would have been after 2010. Yes. But they both been well. Okay, at the, they, you're saying at this time though. 
At this time, no, only one of them has been married. Yes. So uh, we see Smithers has brought a partially defrosted Mr. Burns, <laughs> who's like, I, I am not all the way frosted out, defrosted. You need to bring me back. And Smithers is like, it's okay. I'll just put you in this chair. And Burns breaks in half. He's like, I can't feel anything below my, my cummerbund. cummerbund. <laughs> it's like, I'm, su- I'm surprised he could feel anything below his cummerbund before that. Yeah, he was kind of walking <laughs> like a robot. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Homer goes to, to Lisa before the wedding and he gives Lisa a speech about, you know, how she's great and how she helped him become a better husband and that she's his greatest accomplishment and she did everything on her own. Yeah. And it was very sweet and not very Homer-esque, but yeah. it was kind of Homer-esque, but it was nice, but he keeps rambling and uh, Lisa, you know, cuts him off because she's like, dad, you're rambling. See, you always have my best interests at heart. <laughs> yep. And so Lisa notices Homer is wearing the pig cufflinks and she's upset by it. Um, and Homer's like, well, he left him on the nightstand and, you know, he just assumed that it was, they weren't Hughes cup of tea, which they probably weren't like Homer. It's weird. Cause Homer made this whole heartfelt thing to Hugh, but then he's like, eh, I don't really care, which yep. is a little weird. Now, again, but we also have to kind of remember this is like a fortune teller telling the story. Yeah. So obviously some things are going to get weird. Yeah, but Hugh probably was like, eh, he won't, he won't mind if I don't wear them. Yeah. And so Lisa goes to confront Hugh about the cufflinks. Um, and there is a superstition with weddings where the bride and groom are not supposed to see each other. Yep. Before uh, on the wedding day. Which I think is kind of stupid, but okay. Um, and uh, well, they're, he also, finally... they're also not supposed to spend the night together before the wedding either. But they already did that. Yes. Um, and he finally agrees to wear them. But while putting them on, he tells Lisa he can't wait. Get, he can't wait for them to get back to England so he doesn't have to see her parents ever again. And but maybe she... mom, his mom can come and visit when the yeah. kids are born. Yes. He's like, oh, your mom, your mom can come. <laughs> and uh, Lisa storms off, uh, leaving her wedding ring with Hugh. So basically, she's like, I'm not going to marry you. Like, wouldn't you have this conversation before the wedding about where you're going to live? I would have assumed they might have. But she also probably assumed that the parents would visit. They'd go back to America. Yeah. Like, Hugh's pretty much saying we're just going to cut them off. Yes, that is true. Um, and so we go back to the ceremony and Reverend Lovejoy brings up Maggie to sing Amazing Grace. And we also see that Dr. Hibbert and Krusty the Clown are both still alive, but Krusty look looks like they're really bad. bad. Oh, we forgot to mention something. Bart has a tattoo of Pirate Krusty on his arm. Yep. Yeah. During the so, dinner, we noticed that. Yeah. 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 Um, Cause like, uh, yeah, Hibbert and Krusty are like, like murmuring old guys and they have like their nurses with them. And so right as Maggie's about to sing amazing grace, so we could all hear her amazing voice because there is a, I, I, there is a future episode where Maggie is in a band. Yeah. So uh, this kind of sets that up too. Like it's crazy. It's crazy how how much they do actually pay attention to detail. Um, but Hugh cuts her off bef- uh, to announce that there won't be a wedding. Yep. And we hear Nelson and his kid <laughs> do the ha-ha. <laughs> yep. Good job, son. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get Reverend Lovejoy up on up on the uh, stage or pulpit. And yep. he's like, this is very sad news. Uh, and it never would have happened if the wedding had been inside <laughs> the church with God instead of out here in the cheap showiness of nature. <laughs> uh, of course. Lovejoy I'm sure a that. lot of I don't I mean. Nowadays, oh, I, nowadays, every wedding's either outside. I mean, we had ours at a zoo. I mean, yeah. Well, I've had, I mean, of all, like, th- I think like three of my friends that have gotten married that I've, you know, been at their weddings, there were three that were outside or like in a nature area. Oh, okay. Like, um, I think the only person's wedding that I've been to that was in a church was my friend Chris. And the funny thing about that wedding was it was a Catholic wedding. And one of our other good friends was an usher and they did communion for the wedding. And as an usher, he would like go row by row to have people go up. And he, obviously he knows me and he knows where I'm Jewish. So he gets to our row. He's like, ah, Rob, you can just stay there. Yeah. Nice. That <laughs> yeah, was hilarious. Cause like, Oh, we're going to do communion. Usher will come around. He gets to our row. Hey, Rob. You're good. But can I just have a cracker? I really don't want yeah, the body yeah. of Christ. I don't want the body of Christ, but I would the, like... You mean the, the blood cra- of Christ? No, the cracker is the body of Christ. Yeah, you said, I want. I don't want the body, but the body is the cracker. You meant blood. Well, don't you do both? You do the cracker and the blood. Yeah, but I only want the body. Oh, you only want the body? You want the cracker? Well, the cracker is the body. That's what I'm saying. You're telling your friend that you don't want the body. You just want to eat the cracker. I can, I'll drink wine. Yes. we drink, I mean, we drink a lot of wine. Can I have more blood, just, please? I'm yeah. a vampire. I'll take the blood. I'll take, I'll the, take blood. the blood. <laughs> um, and so, uh, uh, so future Lisa um, runs off crying. And then we cut back to the present day um, where the fortune teller tells Lisa that Hugh goes back to England and she never sees him again. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess if you're, uh, ex fiance uh, moves back to England and you don't plan on traveling much. Eh, I yeah. guess you'll probably never see him ever again. And I doubt yeah. he's ever coming back to Springfield. So no. Um, and Lisa asks if there's any way to change the future. And the fortune teller says, no, but I try to act surprised. <laughs> but is this really her future though? Uh, no. Well, maybe. You don't know that. We don't know. Yeah. They haven't aged yet, so we don't know. Yeah. Uh, Lisa asked if she was supposed to hear about, or she was like, yeah, wasn't I supposed to hear about the true love, uh, about her true love? And the fortune teller only tells uh, the future where Lisa gets jerked around. <laughs> yep. But I did, yeah. did, did she say about her, like at the beginning? Yeah, she did. So, so she lied. So apparently she lied. Yep. And the fortune So you can't teller, trust her. She lied. Exactly. And so the fortune teller throws a smoke bomb <laughs> and does the laughing. They're like, ah, and then doesn't disappear. And, and so she the, like kicks Lisa out of the tent. Yep. And then, so we see Lisa catching the bunny and from earlier and bringing it back. And we see Homer found, finds Lisa and yep. Homer's like, Lisa, Lisa, where were you? You missed the most incredible thing. And then I love how Lisa hugs him. Hi yeah. dad. And I was like, I ate seven pounds of fudge. And he's like, wow. The man at the stand said it was a record. He's like, wow. What else did you do, dad? I rode the teacups. Then I got a little sick. 
and had to sit down. But then I rode them again. Oh, that Homer Simpson. Hey, I mean, you get you get back up, you get sick, you sit down for a minute, you get back up, and you do the rides again. Uh, so definitely, this episode not not one of my favorites. I just I just can't get behind it. Um, funny lines, like I love the the fox uh, turned into a hardcore sex channel bit. Um. <laughs> uh, Probably my, like I think I said, it's like my favorite line of this entire episode. I do like when they go into the future, kind of show off some of the stuff they think are going to happen. But overall, I, I'm I'm going to go three, don't have a cow, man. I mean, it's I, not not I, the best. I, see, but, I think you're being a little harsh. I but, mean, the, you know. The, the episode really literally was like, oh, here's a Renaissance Fair. And then, like, within, like, three minutes, we're into the future. And... I don't know. I just some of the stuff in the episode, like the the strip club thing. I'm like, they could okay. literally okay. said so here's, Bart ditched hold up, what they were hold doing. Up, hey, I'm, I'm in my bring, final thoughts right now. You get your turn in a minute. No, I'm not going to give my final thoughts. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do to you what you did to me with Thor: Love and Thunder, where you have to remember who's telling the perspective of the story is the fortune teller. So of course there's going to be wrong bits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's why Bart wasn't really at the bachelor party. Exactly. The Don't fortune forget. teller got it mixed up. Exactly. There's things in within the future that, don't add up here and there, and it's slight differences. So you got to remember, this is the story being oh, okay. told. To well, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull a Chris and say it's trash. Ish. <laughs> I mean, it, don't get me wrong. Funny, funny lines. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I like the funny lines. There's certain pieces. It just doesn't fit. I don't know. Just doesn't fit in in line. I don't like. I, I don't know. Hugh is obviously a jackass maybe it just happened too fast maybe the episode just happened so fast it didn't really have any meat to it it just felt meh to 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 put it in bart's words (laughs) it felt meh so i i enjoy this episode it's not a five it's not a five uh it's a four mm, sprinkles for me i love the fact that they did something so different and they went for it. Like, it's not like they like, you know, sometimes you get like an episode where they'll do a flash forward and come back to the present. Like, uh, like we've kind of seen that with the uh, flashback episodes where like they're in the middle of telling the story, but then like they go back to the present and then go back to the past and then back to the present. Yeah. Something to uh, break it up a little bit. Well, I, I don't know. I like the fact that it's like one continuous storyline bookended by the Renaissance fair and you know, it, it's something different. Uh, I like the future aspect. I, I love some of the, the gags for the future. Like the fact that, you know, you have a, a, a fake tree in honor of a real tree. Uh, they, they continue the Maggie not talking bit. I think that's hilarious. I'm glad. <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad they continued that for yeah. as long as they did. Um, it's, it's, you know, yeah. They kind of make fun of the British sort of but not really but like it kind of shows that even in the future now granted this is a story told by somebody who she must know something about the simpsons well she must live in the town because everyone that's working at the renaissance festival lives in the town of springfield 
Yeah. So, I mean, she must know something about The Simpsons where she can tell the story. Now, obviously, she's a fortune teller. Like, I'm a millionaire, in which I'm not. Um, how many but, people? How many people are wandering into this forest and finding her? Well, I mean, they try to make it seem like the supernatural thing because, like, again, she tries to do the smoke bomb thing, yeah. like you would see in like other movies, like mystical, where they smoke bomb and they're gone, and it's like, oh my god, was it real? So it's kind of like a parody almost of that kind of stuff. So I, I do enjoy it. I kind of like the wedding aspects. We kind again, it's. We kind of get a glimpse into the Simpsons' future, but not really. But maybe, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, you don't know. So it's not a five. Um, but if it's on, I'll watch it. You know, it's I like it. It's it's something different from the Simpsons, and uh, they gave it their best shot. I think the writing is pretty good. Um, so yeah, four mm, sprinkles. All right, let's close it out with our character profile and this. Week, we have the wonderful British Hugh Parkfield, voiced by the effervescent Manny Patinkin. Amazing. Patinkin. Good job. I like it. Good Patinkin. job. That's what Do you I not said. get the reference? No. How I Met Your Mother? Oh. <laughs> must I know we don't like to talk about that wedding season, but... Must have missed it. Um, so his identity, brilliant student suave individual humorless vegetarian yeah <laughs> not very funny uh na- nation of origin great britain his area of study the environment all of Boy, it howdy <laughs> all of it yeah. uh his favorite band the rolling stones due to their efforts to preserve buildings yeah yeah i mean i like their music yeah, um, their music's good their parentage the finest and uh, suffers fools poorly. Uh-huh. And uh, first great love, Lisa Simpson. And uh, I wonder if he cried after the wedding and uh, his face melted. <laughs> He's not a robot. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I thought maybe he was. So uh, let's close it out with where you can find us. You can head over to Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Podcast. Head over to Instagram, the Simpsons did it pod. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Very rarely uh, Simpsons did it PC. Um, if you like what we're doing, give us a phone call. 612-584-0986 and check out Jaden LeBron's awesome voicemail message. And if you don't like using cell phones, email us. Uh, the Simpsons did it pod at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been the Simpsons did it. Shh.